Hey there, community. Welcome to season three of the Providence podcast. I'm Sister Leslie, and I'm so glad you're here. At Godspace, we have all kinds of ways to connect with other people and to grow your spirituality. So be sure to sign up for our newsletter and stay connected with us. Visit godspacecommunity.com and follow us on social media too. Godspace is a ministry of the Sisters of Divine Providence of Kentucky, and you are more than welcome to stay connected with us as well. You can find us at cdpkentucky.org and wherever you find yourself on social media. And now let's get started with our scripture reading and do some reflecting together. reading from the book of Genesis. God said to Noah and to the family with him, See, I am now establishing my covenant with you and your descendants after you and with every living creature that was with you. All the birds and the various tame and wild animals that were with you and came out of the ark. I will establish my covenant with you that never again shall all bodily creatures be destroyed by the waters of a flood. There shall not be another flood to devastate the earth. God added, This is the sign that I am giving for all ages to come of the covenant between me and you and every living creature with you. I set my bow in the clouds to serve as a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. When I bring clouds over the earth and the bow appears in the clouds, I will recall the covenant I have made between me and you and all living beings so that the waters shall never again become a flood to destroy all mortal beings. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Welcome to Lent. I know this season has a penitential tone, but there's also that gentle, earnest invitation from God right at the onset of this season. Even now, Return to me with your whole heart. Even now, even now with everything going on in our lives and everything going on in the world, even now in the goals we may be accomplishing or have already abandoned or are still trying, even now in our imperfections and our not quite thereness, even now in the dead of winter, When in the Northern Hemisphere, many of us are tired of cold and darkness. Even now, in this moment, just as I am, tired but restless, a little distracted, a little stressed, even now, God seeks me out and seeks you too. Even now, even now, even now. God wants us to return to God with our whole hearts. What an invitation that is. And with everything going on in the world, the news of war and struggling people and tragedies, it's hard to remember that God has seen others through their struggles and tragedies too. But God has. In the first reading this Sunday, we're privy to a conversation between God and Noah and his family. 
This happens after they've finally been able to disembark from the ark where they lived while the flood destroyed the rest of the world. God makes a covenant with them, promising never again to allow a flood to wipe everything out. God gives them a rainbow as a sign of this covenant. And I hope that reassures them. It reassures me, actually. The God whom I've come to know and love is a God of rainbows, not destruction. That's the faith in which I was raised, and the faith my community and friends and mentors have cultivated in me. And in my own prayer and walking with people in ministry, I've also seen the God of love. Sometimes bad things just happen. Even Jesus was tempted for 40 long days in the desert and was not spared from loss, persecution, trial, even execution. Jesus had plenty of heartbreak in his short life. Did God cause it? I just can't think so. Our Christian faith, as I've experienced it, holds the paradox that God is all-loving and people suffer. Both are true. The question of why people suffer is a big one, to say the least. And I can't answer that for anyone else. But I've done plenty of reflecting on it myself. And actually, I think it's a question that we all have to grapple with as we try to make sense of God and the world and ourselves. As I've accompanied young adults, I've seen how seeking answers to the why of suffering is how they mature in their faith. And for all of us, when life gets hard, the question of suffering can swing back around again and again for us to wrestle with. It's an important question. And as we try to answer it, we learn a little more about who God is. Sometimes when people wrestle with the question of suffering, they get to a space of blame. They might blame themselves. They might blame people involved. And maybe they're at fault or maybe they weren't. But is blame really helpful? I don't know. In the face of tragedy, I've also heard people blame God. And maybe it's outright blaming with their fists to the sky Or maybe it's more subtle, like they say, well, this must be a punishment from God or a lesson that God is teaching. I personally don't think that God does things like that to teach us, that God does hurtful things to give us a lesson. But it's in these difficult times when I have to dig down into my faith and remind myself that even now, God is a God of love and not destruction. Are there lessons to be learned from hard things? Of course. And I hope that when something happens, I don't miss the chance to grow from it. However, I also feel like growth is how God helps us through the hard times. God has promised to never again destroy life on the planet. And I actually don't think God sought to destroy it in the flood either. As it turns out, humans are doing a pretty good job of destroying the planet ourselves. And that just doesn't seem like God's fault to me. Maybe after Noah and his family finally set foot on dry land, 
after their traumatic and rather confusing voyage, maybe they also wondered if God was punishing them, even as God was saving them. They had been confined indefinitely on the boat with each other and too many pets, which may sound kind of familiar given our pandemic life a few years ago. But God showed up and reassured them, even giving them a sign in the sky. Here's the thing about a sign from God. You have to be paying attention enough to notice it. Noah and his family could have seen the rainbow and disregarded it. A rainbow, big deal. But it was a big deal, right? It was a sign of the covenant. The kinds of signs that God sends me are subtle too. Sometimes a sign of God's care is a sunset or a thoughtful text from someone, something that means something to me. And as I reflect on this, I'm thinking about a sign that God gave me many years ago, before I entered my community, but when I was thinking pretty hard about entering my community. This happened so long ago, in fact, that I had a boyfriend at the time, and we had gotten into an argument. I was really struggling, not really because of the fight, but because I felt like I couldn't figure out my vocation question, and I was really, really struggling with it. I mean, this wasn't a tragedy or even a crisis, exactly. But at the time, it felt stressful and intense, the way things do when you're 23 and life is a giant, looming question mark. I was afraid of making a mistake that would set my life on the wrong course, or worse, just ruin my life entirely. I was too young to know that decisions can be changed, and that life doesn't usually hang on just one moment. So, I decided to deal with my existential angst by washing the car, you know, a kind of karate kid style wax on, wax off coping strategy. <laughs> and I was getting ready to turn out of my street to go to a car wash when two sisters of divine providence drove by. I recognized them first by the providence bumper sticker and second by the kind of car, a Tercel, which sisters drove at that time. I couldn't believe it. Here I am trying to figure out what to do with my life, and God sends me a sign. Two sisters from northern Kentucky driving by my street in Cincinnati. What in the world? I didn't know what to do, so <laughs> I followed them as if they were some kind of nunny pied pipers. It wasn't long before following them made me feel pretty creepy, so I turned around and went home. I'm not sure if I ever washed the car that day. Now, was that a sign from God, and was it really telling me what to do with my life? I don't know. Not exactly. If I wanted to stay in that relationship and not be a sister, I think I would have figured that out. But the sign from God showed me in my heart of hearts what I wanted. It wasn't the sign. It was my reaction to seeing the car and the bumper sticker. And something in me just knew. And even if that one incident didn't resolve my vocation question, which it probably didn't, the presence of God in that sign was tremendously reassuring. 
It let me know that God was there. It brought the intensity down. It made me laugh and gave me a reset. When you're that stressed out, you should never make any life decisions. And I didn't. Not that day, anyway. That example from my life was not a sign that solved a crisis. I don't think signs from God usually do solve a crisis. I mean, even Noah and his family had to rebuild their lives and figure out what to do next. Even what to have for dinner. I mean, what did they even eat on that boat anyway? However, I do believe that God is very close with us always. And in those hard times, God is still there, even when it doesn't feel like it. I also think that God is always talking to us, always trying to catch our attention, to reassure us, to let us know that God's with us, that God loves us. God is a God of rainbows, not destruction. If you need a sign to reassure you, go ahead and ask God for a sign. Maybe if you stop to notice, you'll see that there's a sign from God right in front of you. Our God who loves us always wants to reassure us, even now. Amen. Now let's continue and maybe even deepen our reflection. Has God ever given you some kind of sign, something that caused you to notice God's presence and God's care? What was that like? How did you react? Have you ever been assigned to someone else of God's love? How did that feel? Where was God in that for you? When you're going through a hard time, where is God? How do you experience God's presence? Maybe just take a little more time and reflect on all of this with God and see what God has to say to you.
Thanks for listening to the Providence Podcast. I hope you continue to stay connected with God's face and, of course, the Sisters of Divine Providence of Kentucky. As you continue on your faith journey, may you notice all the ways that God cares for you, and may we all take good care of each other. Peace.